הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכלי אבל קדוש מה שבארץ המה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ומקור חוכמה. רבנו נחמן פגד נא נח נחמן נחנו נאומן זכותם תגידנו כל יסלמן. אז בעזרת השם בזכות רבנו הקדוש. תודה רבה בהשם. אני אדבר את השני פרט. תורה כ', תורה טוואני, תשעה תיקונים. בעזרת השם. of why Moshe hit the rock, basically the salt behind what happened there, why Moshe wasn't able to enter Eretz Yisrael. And we're going to start in the middle of section 5, right over there, and we're going to stop in the middle of section 10. It's going to be a shorter lesson today, but uh, let's hop right into it. This was the mistake that Moshe made. Hashem told Moshe, take the staff and gather the congregation. You shall speak to the rock before their eyes. That what is Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu? As Rabbeinu is explaining now. That the authority of his strength, that Moshe should take the authority of his strength, his staff, which represents this authority that he has, this koach, that the tzaddik has because of his good actions and mitvot that he has done. That Hashem is telling Moshe, take your mitvot, take your staff of your strength, which is all the authority that you have, all the strength that you have because of your mitvot. And gather the nation. What did that mean? Gather the congregation. Because at the time where the congregation gathers, that within the congregation there's also evil that exists there. That one needs a staff of strength, the authority. All the good mitvot and masim tovin that we explained earlier, that you should use your merit specifically to subdue. That Hashem is telling Moshe, use your staff of your strength, your authority, from all the good mitvot that you've done, all the good things that you've done, in order to subdue their wickedness, Kanan, as we mentioned above. And then afterwards, and then afterwards you shall speak to the rock, saying, or before their eyes. And dibur el What is en dibur al-anachat? It's in the Gemara Shabbat. That speech is only considered dibur when it's with nachat, grace. That speech is only speech with, when it's combined with grace. Speech is called speech because it has encompassed within it grace. What did that mean? Sheishpoch sichot filato betachanonim kedal uchash. That you should pour out your prayer and your conversation before Hashem, betachanonim with supplications, kedal, like a pauper, uchrash, and like a beggar. El hasela, to the rock, hanuleva alyon kanad, in order to, to, to this supernal heart, meaning pray to Hashem, that his heart should be able to draw down this mercy, etc., etc. Meaning when you're praying to Hashem, that Hashem should open up his heart, and draw down these words of fiery coals, these explanations of Torah, You shall pray like a pauper, like a beggar, with nachat, with grace, but not through your own merit. Use your merit to subdue the wickedness of the nation. Le'enehem, to their eyes, before their eyes, daika specifically it says, she'yehakal bish'at ma'aseh, that the congregation should be there bish'at ma'aseh at the time of ma'aseh, of this action, today she'yikasher, et atmo im nishmatam kanal, in order that he should bind himself with their souls. Meaning, At the time when he's praying, Moshe Rabbeinu is praying, Hashem is telling them. Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, at the time when you pray, the nation should be around you so that you should bind their souls to your soul and then you get all elevated. But Moshe did not do this. 
That Moshe mentioned his goodness, his righteousness at the time of his prayer. That he didn't use this staff of righteousness, this staff of strength, this authority from the good deeds that he had for the purpose of the congregation. Rather, he used this staff at the time of his prayer for his, for his own explanations, basically. And this is an explanation of what it says. It's an aspect of what? Moshe lifted up his hand. What's a hand? Hand is a reference to prayer. As Unkelus translates in that verse, in Shemot, his hands were faith. To reference to Moshe Rabbeinu's hands. What does Unkelus translate, hand? translate that verse as? His hands were spread out in prayer. Meaning, when it says a reference to hand, it's a reference to prayer. His hands were faith. No, his hands were spread out in prayer. What did Moshe do, basically? Now Rabbeinu is explaining. He's tying this all together. That Moshe raised up his prayer. But he didn't bind himself to the congregation. And what happened afterward? Moshe struck the rock twice with his staff. As if to say, he cut he struck the rock by and water poured out. Meaning what happened? Moshe struck the supernal heart. He hit the supernal heart. As one takes something with strength, with coercion, with coercion, with by force. He doesn't give the person a choice. Meaning, Moshe Rabbeinu took these explanations of Torah, not with Hashem's mercy, but he, he drew them out of Torah almost as if he was, God forbid, stealing in a sense. He took it by force. Because he came with his good actions and his goodness. Now Hashem was forced to give it to him, but he wasn't the way Hashem wanted it to. Hashem wants you to come asking for the explanation of Torah. When the Chacham come, he has to come with like a, like a, like a beggar, like a poor person. With tachnunim, with supplication, without any, without any merit. And this is why Moshe struck the rock, twice, uh, the rock twice. This is the explanation of what happened there. The first striking. Then Moshe took the explanation of the Torah with strength, with coercion. And he didn't request these explanations of Torah with a free gift. Asking Hashem with an undeserved gift. And the other striking. Because one who pushes off the hour is pressed by the hour. And what happened? He passed away before his time. Um, he passed away before his time. And upon his passing, the, the divine presence, which is the reference to the heart, what happens? The divine presence begins to cry and to well over it. The passing away of this. Meaning Moshe Rabbeinu passed away by the fact that he struck the rock twice. He wasn't able to have the Israel, etc., etc. And what happened? The Shekhinah begins to cry over the fact that the Tzaddik is passing away. And this is why it says, Pa'amayim twice. Ki metu Moshe because Moshe Rabbeinu passed away and Aaron Cohen passed away through this striking. Pa'amayim twice. Why? For both of them. Ki Moshe Gedub, it says, Hemma me'meriba. These are the waters of conflict, um, etc. Ovijvilze. This is why a person should never pressure himself over anything. That a person should request with with mercy. If Hashem will give it to him, He will give it to him. And if not, no. Meaning, but don't use yourself, your own merit for it. 
And this is why a person should never be complicated and never be confused if Hashem doesn't answer. Because when you beg Hashem, you should never beg Hashem because of your own merits. Always beg Hashem um, using His mercy, asking Hashem from His mercy. Because the truth is, what merit do we really have? And when you pray like this, then if Hashem gives it to you, good. And if not, then it's also good. And uh, we should have emunah that with all our prayers, basically, that we should pray with this with this aspect of prayer. Rabban was explaining something very big, that this is how we should pray. He's explaining how a person should pray. And with this idea, a person should never be confused whether he's answered or not, because everything is for the best at this point. Vezeu, and this is what it says, Ya'an lohe'man bi. Because you have not believed in me. This is a reference to the prayer. That Moshe lifted up his prayer before the prayer of the congregation. That Moshe did not bind himself to the congregation. And this prayer is a reference to faith. We explained earlier that his hands were faith. This is a reference to his hands were spread out in prayer. That Moshe lifted up his prayer before the binding of himself to the, soul, to the souls that were there. To sanctify me in the presence of B'nai Israel, it says in the verse. To sanctify me specifically. Because through the prayer of the many, Hashem is sanctified, as we mentioned above. When all these souls gather together and the tzaddik is able to subdue the wickedness of all these um, of these souls whenever he uses Mate'ot and then he prays like a pauper, then he's able to sanctify Hashem. Therefore, you won't bring the kahal to Eretz Yisrael. This is Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu, because you struck the rock twice, you will no longer bring Am Yisrael to the Holy Land. This is hinting to Moshe Rabbeinu passing away. Because also, holiness is also added above. Hashem is also sanctified at the time when the tzaddik passes away. As is known, when the tzaddik passes away, when they pass away, they bring up much holiness up there and they sanctify all the upper world and they sanctify Hashem. That which was lacking through them is completed through them. Meaning when the tzaddik passes away because of the fact that he didn't, wasn't able to bind the souls of the, of the Neshamot, he wasn't able to bind himself to the souls of Am Yisrael. And because of that, he wasn't able to sanctify God. When he passes away, he's able to affect that rectification that he wasn't able to do um, in his lifetime. So, Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished it, but he had to pass away for it. And that was the sadness that the Shekhinah had to cry over Moshe Rabbeinu because he wasn't able to enter the land. And he passed away. Now Rabbeinu explained, with the merit of the Torah that one draws down, one merits Eret Yisrael. As it explains, I will give you the land of the nations. But Eretz Yisrael is one of three things which comes through suffering, which one can only attain through suffering. And what's the essence of suffering? The essence of suffering comes from what? These are the people who prevent um, us from attaining holiness. These are the wicked people, who give a bad report of the land. This is in Parashat Shlach. The Meraglim. And a person must subdue at the beginning these wicked people and to punish them with the sword, the and with death. And then one is able to merit to come to Eret Yisrael. Meaning once you merit the explanation of the Torah, one merits Eret Yisrael, but before one gets to Eret Yisrael, you have to subdue the nations which stand before you reach there, which are those who are preventing you from reaching the Holy Land.
And this strength, in order to punish the Rishayim, it's impossible to receive except by means of the strength that comes from Edom. Because this is his strength. Meaning, one must receive the strength from Edom, from Esav, from the Goyim. Because this is the strength of the Goyim, Esav. As explained upon Esav, what did Yitzhak bless Esav? You shall, you shall live through your sword. Meaning the sword belongs to Esav. And Esav, he nurtures from the planet of Mars, Madim, which is playing on the words Edom, which is red. It's all dinin. It's all judgment. So you must receive this strength from Edom. Take it from Edom. Subdue Edom. And then you're able to subdue the nations that surround Eret Israel. Veda. And know. Shelede kochot haruchaniot. And through the spiritual strengths. Hanivraim yotot ha-Torah shechidesh. That are created through the letters of the Torah. That one brings novelties in. Meaning the... the the novelties that one creates in Torah, the, the chidushim that one brings in Torah, the letters that he's creating through his chidushim, he creates spiritual strength with these letters. These le- strengths, these letters are literally angels. And then these angels, which come from these letters that you bring down through these explanations of Torah, these angels receive the strength from Edom in order to punish these reshaim with a sword and with death. As it explains, and they are created through what? How are they created? Through the aspect of what it's in Tehilim. This verse in Tehilim is going to explain how they're created. Hashem iten omer. Hashem gives the word. The heralds are a mighty host. What did that mean? They punish the wicked. Bifrinat, as explains, He will charge his angels on your behalf. Upon lions and the viper, you shall tread. Meaning, what happens? Hashem gives the word, meaning through the words that one draws down through whenever Hashem gives you down these words of these chidushim of Torah. These angels are like a mighty host. Basically, these angels receive um, the strength from Hashem and they receive the Korach from Edom in order to punish the Hashem as it's brought down that these angels tread upon the lions and the viper. They tread upon these Goyim. And these spiritual strengths, which we just explained, are these angels are commensurate or according to how much one explains or according to the level of this novelty in Torah. And this novelty in Torah, what determines the, the novelty in Torah? According to how much holiness one brings up up there. According to the holiness that one brings up to sanctify Hashem, the same is true of how much holiness is within, or how much novelty is within this Torah. The more holiness exists, same is true of how much one is able to draw down the Torah. And according to how much one is able to draw down the Torah, the same is true of how many Malachim exist. The opposite is true as well. Meaning, sometimes the, the holiness is so little that the angels that are created through these novelties of Torah that one is bringing down, they have very little strength. That they don't have the strength in their hands. They don't have the power vested in their hands 
to receive strength to punish the reshaim with the sword and with death. They only have, they don't have no strength to subdue the reshaim. Um, Um, they have no strength except by means, my bad, to subdue the Rishayim. They only have the strength to subdue the Rishayim and to bring fear into their hearts. But to bring but not to punish them with a sword and to eliminate them completely. They only have the power to subdue them um, with fear and bring them fear, but not to kill them off. And sometimes they don't even have the power to subdue uh, these angels don't even have the power to subdue these Rashaim. That sometimes they are of such little strength that they don't even have, they have such little holiness within them. They only have this strength. They only have the strength to arouse the strength of the nations upon these Rashaim who speak against the Holy Land. Meaning they only have the power just to, a little bit to bring um, these other nations to fight against these Rishayim. Same is true now in the Galut. That we don't have the strength ourselves to punish the Rishayim. Except through the Gentile law, except through their own judgments, through their own laws. That the Rasha, he besets the Tzadik, he encrowns the Tzadik, therefore, the judgment goes out crooked. What does that mean? Because the rasha surrounds the, 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 the righteous person. And we, the, the Am Yisrael, don't have the power to push him away except by means of their own laws. The, the Rishayim's own laws. The, the Gentiles' own laws. To judge this rasha according to the laws of these Goyim. And to receive strength from them in order to, to chase the rasha. Because if we did it on our own, we would be chased down by the Rishayim, these Goyim. We can't do it on our own because the strength of the Malachim is so weak, because the Chidushet Torah are weak, and because the added holiness up there is weak. So, what happens? We can only punish the Rishaim through the laws of the Goyim. That sometimes there's a reason from Hashem that the Rasha encrowns the Tzadik. He surrounds the Tzadik. The Tzadik has no power in his hand to repel this Rasha except by means of their judgments, their laws. And through this strength of this Mishpat, of these Gentile laws, in order to punish this Rasha, what happens? A holy law then comes out. And it's revealed that has fallen between the klipot, meaning a law of holiness that has fallen among the, the evil forces, then becomes revealed and elevated. The tzaddik is able to bring this out from within the evil forces. And then he's able to bring this judgment from within its crookedness of these evil nations. Basically, he's able to take out this evil, this judgment which which is holy initially, but was made crooked through these klipot, and then bring it back to its place. Because it was made crooked between the klipot. By the klipot, it explains in Tehidim, they don't know. And your judgments, they don't know. Meaning, judgments, they don't know, they don't know the, uh, the, these judgments. And now it's being brought out from its crookedness 
and now it's being straightened from its crookedness. Therefore it says, and this is why it says, therefore the mishpat, the judgment shall go out uh, crooked. Or yetzeh mishpat meukal, the judgment goes out crooked. This idea that um, the tzaddik is able to raise this mishpat, which has been made crooked by the kibbutz, and raise it up to its place where it's no longer crooked anymore. And sometimes these malachim don't even have this strength. They don't have the strength nor to punish, nor to subdue, nor to raise this mishpat. And no to punish them with their own judgments even. Not even to bring fear in their hearts. And they don't, they don't even have strength except by means to do one thing, to make them quiet. That they should not speak evil before us. In order that their word should not enter the ears of the common people. And sometimes we don't even have this strength. This is all according to how little Kedusha exists. Within how much little holiness we brought up there. So depending on how much holiness we've sanctified Hashem with. Same is true of how much strength these manachim have to subdue the rishayim, to kill them, etc. Or sometimes not even to do either, not even to bring fear, etc., etc., etc. Hashem, next class we're going to finish off the lesson, and um, and that's it for today.